Well, hello and welcome to What Do I Crap It's the podcast for all that crap we just love to talk about on you, bruvs. I'm Ronnie. Hi, everybody. That's Ben over there. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? I'm just great. How are you doing? You know what? I'm feeling quite lethargic. That's how I feel today. <laughs> a little brockism. A little brockism. Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Day, everybody. We're going to be trying out some drinks during this show. Okay. Yeah. I've got some ass of ant that I've got in the roaster. So I'm getting ready to infuse <laughs> with some violet rays for this delicious drink we're going to be having today. In the meantime, go over to watchwhatcrappens.com. Guess what's there? Okay. There's links to our live shows, which start in January in New York City. Then we go to New Jersey and then Boston. All in that weekend. It's going to be a really fun time. We're going to 21 different cities. Go find ticket links at watchwhatcrappens.com. Come see us live, guy. Also, that's where you'll find links to our Patreon, patreon.com slash watchwhatcrappens, if you have that kind of memory, because that is where we have our, well, recap, our bonus episodes, okay? And we also have our video recap. So this week, we're going to start doing Selling Sunset on our bonus, season four of Netflix's glamorous wonderful show and you'll find that over there we're also going to do a video recap of that a crappens on demand so go find it over there also we're going to be starting real housewives of orange county this week and that will Mm. be a crappens on demand video as well so go find that over there and we do a show every monday night now on an app called green room it's by spotify it's called take a seat it's become really one of the best parts of our week because we just go on there and talk shit with you guys you guys come on talk to us you talk to each other in the chat room it's really fun really funny so come join us for that that's every monday night at 7 p.m uh pacific 10 p.m eastern that's free just get the green room app from spotify follow at ben mandelker and at take a seat okay so do that if you want to just listen to them and don't want to join in the live fun find that show take a seat on spotify okay yeah all that good stuff now ronnie i do have to say that today i am broadcasting from within a smoke-filled bell jar okay so i'm like really excited to get talking about these (laughs) tom tom cocktails that are on the horizon Otherwise known as the Vanderpump filter. I think we just they just gave away the secret of how they've been shooting Vanderpump all season. I've actually dressed myself in green, white, and red, so that way I can feel like a caprese that's been dipped into a cocktail, ready for consumption. Yeah, I don't know about that, but have, don't they already serve that at, because uh, he's given us that drink before at um, a caprese? Tom Tom. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had that I don't drink. Remember that? Where he's like, I don't remember a caprese, it's like caprese salad. Caprese. Drink. It's like a caprese in a drink, and then we ate the little tomato and cheese <laughs> thing. I'm pretty sure maybe. that that's happened. I don't know. Maybe I just have that kind of memory where I just make shit up. But I'm actually not opposed to it. Like, I actually think a tomato basil cocktail would actually be quite lovely. Um, but I just think it's I just think it's funny when they're talking about these cocktails. They are so ornate. I'm like, do you know how long it's going to take to get a cocktail in this place? <laughs> it's going to take forever for these bartenders to make all these. Yeah. Yeah, just pour some vodka into a glass. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so um, here we go. We start at the golf range. It's boys. Boys, boys, boys. And the golf, golf, golf. And there's some boys at the golf range. Boys at the golf range. <laughs> yeah, just Good old fun at the golf at the golf range. Though some of the bros are all golfing, and then we go over to Villa Rosa, where Lisa's asked that that one big sort of like, on like unwieldy dog Snoopy. that she has that has a little schmoopy. Yeah, you Snoopy know I don't like schmoopy. I don't like schmoopy. Schmoopy like is just like 
looks like a Swiffer gone awry. Swiffer with like a high pony. And so she's like, so Schmoopy, what do you think about this thing? And Schmoopy just gets up and starts humping her arm. Yeah, she's like, all right, now, you know I only like a 30-second shag. Come on. <laughs> and it just runs off all dumbly, you know, like as stupidly as possible. Because that dog, dog really, yeah, yeah, that dog I don't think is known for its its brains. And it doesn't even I, look like a Swiffer. It looks like a real old-fashioned mop, you know, with the stick on yeah. the end that you put in the bucket old, and stuff. You're right. It, you know what? Schmoopy is basically the Edith of, like, Downton Abbey, of, of Villarosa, right? Just kind of this, like... Well, no, not even, because we all kind of root for Edith, and I don't think anyone's really rooting for Schmoopy. I feel like Schmoopy is not television-ready. Well, also, Edith is so dour, and Schnooky isn't dour. She's like, why? Like, whenever somebody comes in, she's like, hi, 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 She's like the Lisa Rinna of dogs. Right. A little bit too much. Yeah. So the same um, hair since, you know, she was just a pup. <laughs> Still, like, coasting on the same thing. Like, look at me. I'm shaggy. It's like, okay, Schmoopy, we get it. And you got yeah, a high you, pony. You know that Schnooky is Schnooky with a K. Schnooky? Oh, I thought it was Schmoopy. Well, no, no, Schnooky gives Snooky. a very Schmoopy energy, if you ask me. Um, Yeah. Uh, needs needs depends. I think you, know that you shouldn't that name your dog. Is... Don't, don't name your dog a name that's, like, one letter away from Snooky. Okay? Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's the German version. <laughs> so then we go over to Katie, who's setting up with the Pilates lady, because the girls are just going to do some Pilates. It's going to be Lala, Katie, and Sheena. And she's like, my friends are coming. They had babies, so they want to work on their core. Yeah. And uh, we meet Betsy, the the Pilates instructor, who's basically like Susan Powder meets Magica Dispel. It's like a very specific look. Yeah, she was really specific. Um, I just like that Katie's level of enthusiasm is never it's never what I need. You know, I think Katie's just such a fucking wet blanket. She's like a walking wet blanket. Everything that happens, even her wedding was like, oh, I got tea towels for my wedding. Oh. But she, it's finally working for Pilates. It's like, my yeah. friends had babies. They're working on their core. I was like, yes, Katie, loving your negative energy at Pilates. <laughs> yeah. And then we cut over to Charlie and Raquel who are rolling up uh, utensils and napkins. And uh, Charlie's only been using one fork instead of two in the roll-ups. And she's like, well, why, do you, why are you using two forks? And Raquel's like, oh, one for the goat cheese balls and one for the salad. It's like, that's exactly just how uh, Miss Manners taught us. <laughs> for years and years and years, you always have two forks, one for salad and one for goat cheese balls. But I love that Vanderpump Rules is pretending that they're so fancy. Because, you know, in real life at that restaurant, they're like, um, you're going to keep your fork, right? If you have an appetizer and they bring you an entree, they're like, you're going to lick that off, right? Yeah, exactly. They're totally that type of restaurant. <laughs> so then um, we go back to golf and Brock is like, lads, I got confession. This is my dirty pleasure. And James is like, your, di- your dirty pleasure? Don't you be a giddy pleasure? Giddy pleasure? He's like, oh, no. Margitty pleasure is lethargic. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, it's lethargic. I don't know what he was talking about. He's like, so I have a tendency to use the wrong words. And then we see clips of him going like, I feel like a better daddy because I did abandon my children. And I have, uh, I have you speaker, speaker to her speaking. about it at all? <laughs> have you speaking to her about it all? And then they couldn't really come up with a good third example. So they just did a thing where he like said something was cake but it was really just pie i'm like the yeah. number three wasn't so strong so james is like look at that short man i think it's because i've been sober for a while and then he swings and misses and i was like well yep that's 
pretty much sums up your sobriety journey on this show, sir. Exactly. Then, of course, Tom Sandoval trots in with sort of a, you know, his typical costumey thing, which he's actually, I believe, trotted this out before when they played uh, uh, golf in Mexico. You know, like so the plaid pants and everything. He's like, dude, multiples, yeah, multiple, multiple times. Like, dude, I hate golf. I hate golf, but I do like golf fashion. Well, here's the thing, Tom Sandoval. You know, I like you know the costumey dress. Like, I like his crazy dressing and stuff. But you've got to, like, look at this like a real housewife. You can't just be wearing the same costumey shit all the time. That's why you need to either get it borrowed from designers or just get a TJ Maxx card and go for it, buddy. Because you can't just wear the same shit for three years in a row. Okay? People like... This is the housewife's channel. Yeah. But it also just is, like... It just is a constant reminder that we're watching a TV show. Right? I mean, obviously we're watching a TV show. There's no sense of immersion. But, like... It's a, every time he shows up in a wacky costume for just like a regular scene, it's like in a it's showing a full awareness of the camera. And, you know, like we, we're trying to sort of like get into these stories. And I think actually on a subconscious level, these kind of moments chip away at our ability to sort of connect with what's really going on on the show. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't, I'm not buying yeah. any of this shit anyway. So then um, we go over to Pilates, and the teacher's like, how are you feeling, Sheena? You had a baby. <laughs> She's like, I'm tired. And Lala's like, I'm amazing. So um, Sheena's like, I've been doing light workouts, but if I'm going to get this crop top frame back, I better step it up a notch. <laughs> yeah. So then it's just like them all doing Pilates, which, you know, continues to look like medieval torture. I know that's like the most basic joke that could ever be made about Pilates, but it really is true. It's like very torturous. And then um, Betsy, the, uh, the instructor is like, okay, everyone, you can all pop off. And not the kind of pop off that you're used to. La, la. And she's like, what does that mean? And Lala's like, um, that's when I start cussing everyone out and like slaying batch. <laughs> oh, I had a baby too, but it was easy. I popped right out of my cookie, Betsy. She's like, is that popping <laughs> off? No, no, stupid. <laughs> Fuck you, you stupid bitch. You think you are Jesse J with that haircut? Was, was that popping up? Yes, it was, bitch. That was popping off, Betch. So uh, back with the boys, Tom Sandoval's like, last night I was like, Lala, don't get back on my hamster wheel. And I, and no, Lala told me, stop getting on the hamster wheel. And I was like, you created the hamster wheel, Lala. You created the hamster wheel. <laughs> it's like, okay, you don't need to spew fucking spittle out of your mouth. It's just a calm scene at the golf course. I know. And Brock is like, well, my mom told me that if I had a problem with somebody, tell them that you don't what, what you didn't like and then kill them with the kindness. And I do believe I generally do believe she's very good, I have to say. I mean, I don't know if that was a better better metaphor or not than what you were speaking of, but I think it was pretty good. Um, I don't know that with your storyline going the way it is this season, that we should rely on what your mom taught you. Okay, sir. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't like it? Get a plane ticket and go to America. All right. Kill him with kindness and make sure that kindness exists in a different hemisphere. Also, it's not a wise thing to say on a TV show you know Lala's going to watch later with Katie because they're both going to be yeah. like, oh my God, he's threatening to murder women on national television. <laughs> yeah, Congratulations. That was totally my thought. That was totally my thought. <laughs> oh my God, he's like violent. So, he's a um, so then back with the ladies, Lala's like, Yeah, I had a good time. I mean, I wasn't mad about it last night. That was fun. And Katie's like, Well, I saw you talking to Brock. And I was like, Are you guys friends now or what? And Lala's like, 
yeah, no, we had a good conversation, but then Sandoval tried to take me back on his favorite ride. You guessed it, the hamster wheel. Big, big episode for the hamster wheel today, guys. Huge, huge. They'd love doing the hamster wheel metaphor today. And Katie says, why does he keep interjecting when you're talking to other people? Like, he probably keeps notes on his phone like a weirdo. Says Katie, the prime interjector of the past 10 years of this show. Like, like, that's literally, literally that's her job is to go up to a a table and say, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Do you need anything else? Like, she literally (laughs) is trained in interrupting. (laughs) Lola says, oh, yeah, I'm sure he has like a vault of history books. Like when I was born and Katie goes, guess what? He has a history, too. And if he's going to put her through tasks, he better make sure he can pass his own fucking tests. I think they're getting lost and tangled up in their metaphors at this point between the history books and the hamster wheels and tests or whatever. I think they're just now regressing to taking the SATs. They're just I'm not confused. really sure what the tests are or what they have to do with <laughs> hamster wheels, but I'm with you. I was like, what are these what are these two dumb dumbs are you talking that, about? Yeah, are you saying that he has it's are you saying that he has a list of grudges or are you saying that he has a shady history that he should be wary of? I'm not really sure. Yeah. So um Lala's like you know, the thing is, he's just so sanctimonious. His name should be called Sanctimonival. Sanctimo- <laughs> it's like, I don't know. This, if, this is, if this is the person who is, like, rewriting Randall's scripts, it all makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Um, that should be the name of his restaurant. That's what I would name it. And she's like, now that you're involved in the bar, Katie, like, how do you think that working relationship's going to be? It's like, well, Greg, their business partner, really likes me, and he wants me to be a part of that. And then they cut to this again to that clip where, where Katie says something like, actually, I think that we should go with a 60 watt light bulb instead of 75. And I was, yeah, yeah, she should be on the team. I'm like, you know, that was he was kind of just like being jokey and probably fed that line by producers. Right. And she was like, well, I think I have some past trauma with Katie and Lala being mean girls to me because like now she's being mean girls to them. And I just think like back to Azusa, you know, like what would Aunt D do? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's how I'm feeling right now. I want to tell them to shut the fuck up, but I can't seem to get it. So uh, then back. Wait, what did Lala say? Because she goes, uh, Sandoval's going to not be able to take that well. And then she goes, you're going to go toast 100%. Um, (laughs) Maybe it was about going to the drink. I don't, I don't, you know what? I You're actually did not commit toast. that line to my notes, so it has like <laughs> evaporated in the ether for me. I, I, I'm sorry, everyone. I did not pay attention to Lala talking about well, toast. Well, sorry I put you on the spot, but you know what? I can't pass my own test, and I expected you to pass my own test. So back on the hamster wheel. Ronnie, can we get off this hamster wheel, please? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so speaking of hamster wheels, of things happening over and over again, Schwartz is like, hey, guys, um... Who wants to come over for, we're going to have a creative session to come up with some cocktails. I'm like, didn't we just do this for like five episodes in a row? How many cocktails do we have to see tried out? Yeah. And Sandoval's like, James, don't worry, bro. We've got a juicer. So we're going to make you some delicious juices. He's like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> um, and Brooks, so they decide, you know, they're going to do it for two nights, not just one. Yeah, so don't worry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. It's double the pleasure. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, well, when it comes to the new spot, like, I want like, off-the-wall presentational cocktails. Like, I want it to be, like, exploding, like, simmering, like, sucking your dick. Yo, bro, I got the best blowjob from the sick cocktail yesterday. And then he's trying to be all cool with his legs crossed. Like, he's doing his actor's studio interview, and then he knocks over his drink. Yeah, he goes, oh, God! Oh. 
Wait till he finds out that there's an actual cocktail called a blowjob. That may really blow his mind, Listen. truly. Hey, let's make a bet so I have an excuse to put my ass on TV again, which I think we did last time I was in these pants. So, uh, whoever hits the ball the furthest gets to hit a ball out of the loser's asshole. <laughs> so he loses, and so then they put a T in his butt. And I'm like, this is all fine and funny and stuff, and a nice uh, throwback to that thing that Bravo obsessed over, which was the uh, New Jersey uh, husband's, like, or it was what's his face? Frank kissing Joe Gorga's ass, which like they showed that clip so many times. They were so amazed by it. So it's sort of like a callback to that. But I'm like, this is dangerous. There's it's like a swinging. A, none of these guys have proven that they are are reliable in hitting their tees. And now one of them is going to swing a swing one of these irons or woods at Tom Sandoval's ass. <laughs> Does anyone realize? Was anyone else a little panicked? I was panicked. The only hope here is that they'd finally knock that tattoo scar off his ass once and for all. And it's funny that they brought up Jersey because this is your twin season. So welcome to it, cast. So Katie, um, Ooh, back with Katie. Ouch, Katie's Ronnie. Like, ouch. Ouch. To- it is I would like, argue that last season was the twin season. Last I- year was the twin season last year. But this year we're like, oh, no, this is the twin season. No, like, I I really don't. <laughs> last season, this season makes last season look like well thought out and entertaining. Well, this season, you can make an argument is the twin season because um, a lot of the major players are gone, and that's what happened on the twin season of Jersey. But I think last season was the twin season because you had a bunch of new people who were just like terrible, and that needed to be kicked off immediately. Because I, although I did not really enjoy this episode, I by and large have enjoyed this season. But you know, I usually am, I'm an apologist, so you know. That's, that's, well, that's how enjoy I your hamster wheel. So we go back to Katie, and she's like, "Well, I think Greg really likes me and wants me involved because, like, I knew what I knew that when you make a um, a business proposal, that you're like actually supposed to say what the business is. So I think it's just like in everyone's best interest that I'm included as much as possible." And then <laughs> she tells us, "Greg is seasoned, okay, and he likes my ideas, which is great because that validates me, and it annoys the fuck out of Sandoval." Yeah. So then they're at, they're at, by the way, they're at um, that Katie and Schwartz's house. And so then Sandoval comes up with a bunch of stuff and everything. He's like, dude, I have 10 cocktails designed already. And Katie's like, well, I think that like a margarita should be your signature. And he's like, oh, yeah. But you know how like in a barbershop, like where you keep your combs, like what if we serve that in like a mini comb holder, but it's blue and not a margarita and it's actual chemicals. How about that? <laughs> She's like, uh, barbicide. <laughs> she goes, why don't you just serve it out of a Windex bottle? He's like, oh my God, that's like the first good idea you've had, Katie. That's awesome. <laughs> Finally. So I was thinking we could get like a bleach container, like Clorox, and then like pour it out and put a cocktail in there instead. I thought that'd be really cool. Clorox like and a, straws in it. Do a Heather's shot where you just make it look like Drano and then everybody does the shot and you have like a coffee table you could fall through and die. Oh God, I love that movie. <laughs> Heather's, what a classic. But you know, also, I saw did Heather's, you... you know when I saw Heather's, we did a, we had a school trip in eighth grade down to Washington, D.C. and we're on a bus and someone put on Heather's and so we all watched Heather's <laughs> as little eighth graders on a field trip. Fuck me with a chainsaw. Um, so did you catch that Katie was just starting out totally bitchy? So she's like, what do you, how many cocktails are you guys going to have? Like 10? I mean, God, the margarita should be the signature. She's saying that because that was Tom's, Tom Schwartz's winning watermelon margarita that Vanderpump liked more than Sandoval. So she's already trying to pick one with Sandoval, right? 
So then um, he's like, uh, all right, Katie, why don't you try some? She's like, no, I'm not trying anything tonight. And Schwartz is like, yeah, she doesn't feel good, Bubba's. Um, so he's like, dude, Katie's literally been begging for a seat at the table, and now she's got one, and she's like, uh, it's not like I'm asking her to rip shots, just sample, dude. <laughs> yeah, and so then Jesse and, um, and James, so James and Jesse, uh, Mon- Montana, right? This is his last name, Montana. You know, he's been around since season one. So James and Jesse show up. Um, and then Sandoval's making a mocktail and this was sort of like a montage of Sandoval just being, doing all his crazy stuff. He's like, check this out. It's a Cape Canaveral Caprese. Dip it into the cocktail and then you sip the cocktail and then you eat the Caprese. (laughs) And then you watch a spaceship take off. We have a VHS. We bring it to your table with a TV and you watch the whole thing. Yeah. His Caprese cocktail needs some work. I mean, the best thing about a Caprese is eating the bread with it. I think, because you can't just have cheese and tomato without bread. I mean, I like the bruschetta kind of version. So I say blend up some bread and some butter and <laughs> give but that But a caprese is not, is not, I don't think, it, I don't, I mean, it's lovely with bread, but I think a caprese in its natural state is not with bread, right? Um, In the natural state where you say, hey, could you bring me some fucking bread before you get tipped 2%? <laughs> And they bring you some bread and then you eat it. Yeah, that's how it serves. I mean, I just don't understand the Cape Canaveral part of it. Is it because the Caprese is on a skewer and looks sort of like a spaceship and you dip it in? I don't. I don't understand what makes it like what speaks of NASA. Like I think the merging of the United States space program and a Caprese salad is a little bit of a stretch, but I'm open to it. Um, you know what I'm not open to? Drinking turmeric in my cocktails. Get that shit away from me, okay? Oh, I'm open to that actually. I do know. Get it away from me. Everything's going to turn orange on me. I don't want it. And it tastes gross. Don't spill it. Don't spill it, Ronnie. No, I don't want that. And then this is where he brings (laughs) the smoke in the glass cloche thing. He's like, whoa, it's a cloud of smoke. (laughs) As if it's like not the – I mean like it's cool and everything, but it's not like this. This is definitely something that's been around. Imagine delivering a cocktail in a cloud of smoke. I'm like, yeah, imagine – you know, 50 customers sitting there waiting to place a drink order while your while your bartender is filling up a bell jar with smoke. Yeah, if you're at any Vanderpump restaurant, which I know they're not, it's their own, but he does serve this smoke stuff too at Tom, 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 Tom. If you bring like a big glass jar with smoke swirling around it and you open it up, it needs to have... Darling, Vanderpump needs to like spin out of there, you know, start wreaking havoc in people's lives. You can't just have a puff of smoke with no Vanderpump appearing out of it. What's the point? It's definitely like veering into the territory of what's that restaurant? Is it Barton G or whatever? You know, the one that has like crazy oversized stuff. They went there on some of the shows, but they have like Flame Jumper. Like, no, <laughs> not Claim not Claim Jumper, but um. There's like this, like this, like sort of this high end restaurant where everything costs a million dollars and every there's, everything is super presentational, like a oh like yeah, a burger I went that there. comes with like a saber in it, you know? Oh, maybe I didn't go there. I went to the but really. Oh, go ahead. No, which one were you thinking of? That really fancy one where everything's like um, the food that they what do they call that? Gast gastroenterology? No, that's an actual medical thing. I'm brocking it right now on this segment, but <laughs> the one where what do they call that food where it's gastro gastro, gastro something? No, no, 
where the, it's really it's like we made you a steak, but it's out of gelatin. Oh, molecular yeah. gastronomy. Gastronomy, yeah, molecular gastronomy. I went to that place. It was stupid. This stupid. No, Barton G is the place I'm thinking of, which I'm is also something else stupid. stupid. When I can't even get through a sentence on this show, okay? Yes. Well, listen, we're here for some hot takes today, okay? Jeez. And like molecular gastronomy. Don't care for it while it defrain. Just, um... just hang up on this show right now, okay? Anybody <laughs> listening on your phone, just press end and go. It's not getting better. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Please welcome my dear friend, Molecular Gastronomy. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. Um, no, I have to say, no, but this is all, you know what it is? It's like Food God. You know that guy, Food God? He's awful. Oh. He's awful. He has no like. He just decided one day that this is going to be his thing. Oh, he's so terrible. That guy. I forget his name. But um, Jonathan something. Jonathan Chabani. Yeah, Chabani yogurt. So he <laughs> he's just literally literally a, a carton of yogurt that takes pictures with crazy food <laughs> that like follows the Kardashians around and shit. He just follows. Okay. And he found this gimmick, and this is what I feel like. That's what this is all kind of playing into. Like just these. Instagrammable cocktails, which I actually believe they're believe it or not, despite all my like and like, I actually believe they are good because we've had the cocktails at Tom Tom and they're like delicious. <laughs> but I just find like, I just see myself waiting and waiting and waiting for these cocktails. There is such a thing as as um, limitations, you know what I mean on art. It's like you have the art. But then it ends. You know, it's like pantomime's cute when you pass it on the street. No one is going to a two-hour pantomime show. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you need to, like, reel it in. You know, art needs He's, boundaries. <laughs> you say that now until, like, Barbara Hershey comes out with, like, her one-woman Broadway show that's just, like, her doing pantomime. And everyone's like, it's a genius <laughs> moment for Hershey. A great act-free moment for her in her career. <laughs> Uh, so they're tasting all these cocktails, and Schwartz is like, yeah, I want to do, like, really interesting cocktails, like, you know, with maybe, like, fruits or herbs. <laughs> what, a, what a novel idea. So um, everyone, like, uh, everyone's like, wow! And um, uh, they, they, wanna, they want the, everyone to come up, like you said, with interesting flavor combinations. And James is like, oh, and should we also come up with names of balls as well? <laughs> and yeah, he's um, trying to, he's goading uh, Katie into getting pissed off. He's like, and names? Yeah. How about that, Katie? And she's like, um, I'm not going to, I wouldn't suggest doing that. He's like, but, you know, did the name grow on you, Katie? Did it, did it grow on you? And she's like, no, not really. And so Jesse's like, all right, Katie. Well, if like you could name it, like if this could be Katie's name of a restaurant, what would it be? She goes, I like Once Upon a Tom. He's like, oh my God, that's cute. No, 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 it's not. Sorry, rejecting. I reject that Once Upon a Time. Okay, so here's the thing. We've talked about this. I'm not even going to defend or weigh in on Schwartz and Sandy's anymore. We've talked about it at length where we stand on it. Once Upon a Time is objectively worse than Schwartz and Sandy's. Wherever you stand on Schwartz and Sandy's, once upon a time, that's that's the name of a cocktail. That's not the name of a bar for crying out loud. It sounds like the name of a dessert shop in New York, the where you go on dates, that the inside looks like anthropology. That's what it sounds like to me. Like once upon a tom, and you go and you're like, Oh my god, it's whimsical. You guys, he took me to Once Upon a Tom. And the guy's like, Bro, I went to the gayest place the other day. 
It's called Once Upon a Fucking Time. Can you believe that bullshit? <laughs> Some annoying, whimsical place that made me feel silly. I yeah. don't like it. I don't so, like Once Upon a Time. And I, I, I would choose Schwartz and Sandy as way before Once Upon a Time. So Sandoval was like, but you know that it's Schwartz and Sandy. She goes, well, I'm still not convinced. He's like, well, it's... Uh, I like that you don't like it. She goes, you're glad that you're the only one who likes it. And he's like, I'm not the only one, actually. And Schwartz is like, yeah, he's not, because I like it too now, Bubba. I like it too. Ever since he brought me that flavored, you know, that flavored lube and that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow vagina candle. Really turned yeah. me. Katie's like, um, okay, you're like going a little too hard for right now. You're like, oh, yeah, I really like it. I really like it. You're going a little too hard. So basically she's saying that now he he's like trying to convince her, like overcompensate for the fact that he secretly does not like it. So yeah. then uh, he basically is like, well, I'm a big picture guy. And I, you know, to me, the name is just small stuff, which, mm, A, I don't believe you're a big picture guy. And B, name is not a small stuff thing, but regardless, still better than Once Upon a Time. And Sandoval's like, well, I'm amazing at ideas, okay? Like, even the way he was going to propose to you, Katie, even the way he was going to propose. And then we get a, it's like, okay, so you want to take credit for that too? Damn. He's like, no, no, like, I didn't do it all, but, like, I was there to help him, you know? And she's like, well, no one says you don't have good ideas, Tom. You know what? You don't take criticism well. You don't take criticism well. Your name blows. No, it doesn't. Your fucking name sucks, okay? She goes, what's your fucking last names? And he goes, Schwartz, Schwartz is like, yeah, you know what? Uh, you, well, you can, I mean, actually, it's Sandoval who says, well, you can either be on the Schwartz and Sandy train or, like, get off. And she's like, um, fine. Have fun with your bar. So she, like, wraps herself in her weird blanket that matches her wrist tattoo, which is also terrible. So I'm not really sure why she's doubling down on that pattern. She's camouflaging a very specific <laughs> spot of her wrist. Look, it's a hole in my arm. They're like, oh, my God. How is Katie's hand even staying on her arm? There's just, like, a gap there. <laughs> so, so she's like, I'm going to go. She goes, I don't care anymore. I have more experience than both of you combined. And Sandoval's like, I get that Katie's mom owned a restaurant, but like, I'm the son of a firefighter. That doesn't mean I can hook up the water line and put out a fire. Although, whoa, that would be so cool. Okay, okay, new cocktail idea. We put, okay, we put a martini in a fire truck and we put it out front. And then if you want a martini, we bring the hose out and we just blow it into your face. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree that working in a restaurant once when you were a teenager doesn't really give you experience to open up your own restaurant. But also, the example he's using doesn't work either because she's not saying just because she's the son of a restaurateur. She worked in the restaurant, is her point. She's been working in restaurants, you know? If you sure. said, like, I'm the son of a firefighter and I went to work with him as a teenager, but that doesn't make me qualified to be. Anyway, the point is, is that a fight between Tom and Katie is too stupid. Like, it's too stupid to be talking about three episodes. But this is episode, like, nine. Okay? Yeah. More. And Katie more, and, and Sandoval, Sandoval's like, well, I started working in a kitchen when I was 14, Katie. And she's like, stop. All because I said I didn't like your name. And then she turns to Schwartz. She goes, you did this, actually. You did this. Uh, yeah, but you say that constantly. In every scene, to everybody who will listen, Katie. It's not like it's this one time that you're saying it. It's again and again. 
So he's like, uh, come on, Katie. He's like, you did this to me. And Sandoval's saying, it's not about him, okay? And she's like, you only pretend you like it because you don't like any of this fighting. And James is telling us, stop being a pussy, Schwartz, and tell your friend to zip it, or we're going to have an issue way bigger than this. Yeah. And so um, Sandoval's like, Katie, I got into business with Schwartz. I did not get into business with you. And Schwartz is like, whoa, how did that escalate so fast? I was just juicing some cantaloupe, and then suddenly, dude. It's like, I'll tell you how it escalated, because you know what? Like, regardless of where you stand on it, your your best friend was mouthing off to your wife, and you didn't put the kibosh on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, I'm not on Team Katie for this, but yeah, just say, like, dude, don't yell at my wife. And Katie yeah. stops trying to start fights. Okay, but Schwartz loves this shit, you know, Schwartz lives for this. He feels like it's people fighting over him or whatever. So then we go to Sheena's house and we know because there's pictures of Sheena literally everywhere. (laughs) Lots of print print to canvases of Sheena looking at Brock. Um, So then we see little Salem, the cat, and Brock's like, I blah, blah. Really? Now we've got another Bubba couple here. And it was terrible. So um, it's. It's Brock's birthday party day, and um, Sheena's like, um, I don't really understand the theme, like, Mad Max. Like, I thought he and James were, like, cool now. It's like, no, 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 Mad Max a movie, okay? And she's like, well, I watched the movie, and it's just, like, zombies going to war in the desert, and I, like, don't get it. And I just started to laugh at the the thought of Sheena watching Mad Max and trying to understand it. Like, that is such a great visual for all of us. Mad Max sucked. I hated that movie. Oh my god, it was amazing. What are you talking about? Amazing. That movie is so. It was, it was literally the best movie of that year. Oh my god, um, Mad Max was amazing. It was the best action movie of the past ten years. What? Oh yes. my god, that was like I some art school. That. that was like some first year film school trying to be artsy. Oh my shit. Oh my god, I hated you have to stop. Movie. You have to stop. Okay, you. Okay, let me tell you something, Ronnie. I have experience working in restaurants. Okay, and if you don't want to take that experience, <laughs> I want to talk about movies. Fine. Once upon a time, Mad Max <laughs> tried to get water for poor people while chasing zombies around in fast cars he made out of tin soup cans and dirt. Well, it should be noted that there are no zombies at Mad Max, so that's funny. Um, uh, also, uh, strange, a strange choice for a birthday party theme. I mean, I get that uh, that Brock is Australian, but like, why not the piano? Oh, I guess that's New Zealand. Well, it's also a weird theme to have a pool party at because that's like all water. You know what I mean? So they needed to rethink <laughs> this, basically. Yeah, like maybe if they went to do like paintball, it would make sense, but like. But uh, yeah, that's. I feel like there's some better Australian movies. Muriel's Wedding. How about that? That would be a great pool party theme. <laughs> yeah, that actually is a good one. Um, yeah. Like a girl who's just going to get married just because she wants, you know, the popularity of it and really <laughs> doesn't know what she's getting into. It's actually a perfect theme. I mean, they call each other terrible anyway, so why not just add a Muriel to it? <laughs> the theme is you're walking through abandoned cities. It's like, um, so you're just supposed to wear, like, whatever you can fit into? Oh, Sheena, no. <laughs> I'm very concerned for her if there's an apocalyptic event. Um, so are there any crop tops around? <laughs> I made this Campbell's soup can into a crop top. Oh, my boobs! Ow! Oh, my God. The print, the print to canvas place got blown up. It's like, yeah, and so did the rest of the world, Sheena. But this is the most important place. 
I love the idea of Sheena just walking around seeing what she'll fit into. Like, what looks good on me on Instagram? <laughs> she probably would not. It would probably take her a moment to realize there was a post-apocalyptic or there was an apocalyptic event. She's just like, wow, everyone's like so depressed these days. And like, it's kind of like bringing me down because like I have a baby at home and this should be the happiest time of my life. And like no one's even alive to see it. I just want to go home to my baby. She wouldn't notice until, like, her likes fell on Insta. She'd be like, wait a minute, how come nobody liked anything on my Instagram? <laughs> God, why is the highway to Azusa so filled with trees and animals now? <laughs> uh, so he's like, well, listen, if you plan Mad Max, it doesn't really work. Because it's supposed to be whatever you find on the street. Maybe a boot. Maybe a shoe. Maybe a boot shoe. It's hard to explain. <laughs> it's, it's more of a vibe. I love those hybrid boot shoes, also known as shoes, boots, <laughs> or shoes. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a pant. Maybe it's a jean. Maybe it's a jean pant. Hmm. Well, I just said all these theme parties. Like I'm fucking over them. Thank you, says America. Thank you, Gina. Yes. Yeah. Voice of the, the one people. <laughs> the one. The one piece of truth that Jax spoke was last season when he too was like, I'm so sick of dressing up for these parties, even though he hosted one, by the way. But yes, we're over it. We're done. We are done. So she's like, I just feel uncomfortable because I still don't fit in anything. He's like, but you look amazing, baby, babe. She's like, but nothing fits. And like the other day, I wore a white maternity dress and Rattle posted a photo of it and everybody's like, she shouldn't be wearing that stuff soon. And I'm like, maybe you're right. I shouldn't be wearing that soon. Well, what is flavored yogurt anyway? Like, does it grow? Like, is there strawberry yogurt that comes out of a cow? I just don't understand how it works. <laughs> Uh, so she basically is like feeling bad about how she looks and Brock just wants, he can't wait to marry her and he can't wait for that moment when she feels good about herself and says to herself, I look good. Um, so then Brock, but I love uh, that they showed, <laughs> I love that they showed Sheena's, um, the, they showed the post that Sheena was talking about and Sheena's like, I was wearing a maternity thing. It was like a crop top see-through lace outfit. And I'm like, you got to love that. That's how Sheena does maternity wear, you know, like I'm still doing a crop top and see-through lace. Damn it. So then Brock then takes off his pants and he's got like a speedo on because he's got, there's some weird thing that isn't fully addressed, but sort of pops up throughout the episode that there's these speedos that have, it's got Sheena's face on it. And like, I think this is why the Vanderpump Rules dress up costume parties, theme parties annoy me more, more than like the summer house, winter house ones, which the, they annoy me on that show too. But on summer house and winter house, there's something kind of just like low rent and last minute about their, their dress up that like you can literally see the Amazon package arrive with a, like a generic wig that like barely fits. And they just sort of like cobble together these like shitty costumes and they get wasted and then it's done. But, like, there's so much premeditation on Vanderpump Rules. And there's so much thought. It just is – it just – it feels like it's with us so much longer. And it drives me nuts. Um, well, his thing is Speedos, I guess. They always make fun of him because he loves wearing a Speedo. So now everybody's going to wear a Speedo for Brock, oh. for little Brocky. Which, that just goes to show I can never be friends with Brock. <laughs> like, not that that's even an option. But, like, in real life, I could never be friends with somebody like that. A friend yeah. would never, ever – just tell me, go go put on this speedo, okay? Do you want to yeah. die? Do you want to die? That's how to do it, okay? Or try and give me caprese without bread. That's how you die in my world. <laughs> so then bread we've is, got this bread new... Bread is the speedo of caprese's. Yeah. Yeah, that's my birthday party. I'm like, everyone's eating carbs today. I mean, I have a fun birthday, you know? 
Um, so then we get this weird new Trixie singer. Like, I guess Trixie went on a smoking break. You know that song? It goes... Wait, is that a real song you're singing or is that a yeah. Trixie song from the show? No, wait, that's wait, a real song I'm singing. Wait, do it again. Really? Okay. I'm so, I feel like I'm so close to it. Okay, anyway, that's enough. We've already lost a thousand subscribers. That's but... Dua Lipa. Is it Dua Lipa? I'm saying yeah. Dua Lipa. She sounds Levitating. like her. Woo! I was like, I got to get this right, because last time you sang a song, <laughs> it was about like uh, it was about the below deck uh, sailing yacht thing, and it was like killing me, and then people got... it. I My final answer, Dua Lipa levitating. Yeah, so she sounds like that. Okay, so then... Um, <laughs> you mean the other, other one's girlfriend? Uh, oh, really? Oh, I guess I knew that, but I'd never put her together with that voice. Oh my god, I love that Yolanda has to do with that voice all the time. She's like, are you coming to breakfast? We are having a roasted lemon. And you know, she's like... I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming into breakfast. Do you have any Okay, Dua does not sound like a crow, okay? <laughs> Dua Lipa's more like this, I think. One. She has that song that, well, her, like, first big song. One. The new rules. I got new rules, new rules. She's a little bit like Kristen Doty, if anything else. Um, then maybe it's the wrong person. I don't know. But that's long know. enough I, for I this segment. So uh, Schwartz is making breakfast in bed for Katie. So he knows he fucked up, right? So he does yeah. like a mimosa and he comes into the room. He's like, look at that, honey. There's eggs and a mimosa and an avocado smash. Oh, I was going to make you a real mimosa, but it's not the vibe. So I just made you some leftover cantaloupe pulp with a couple of tomatoes and mozzarella cheese left over. God, wasn't that amazing what Sandoval made? So anyway, I didn't really, I don't really like how things ended last night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's like, yeah, looking back, uh, he's like, but looking back, uh, I do feel like you're kind of the one that instigated it. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, this apology is not going in the right direction. Yeah, breakfast so in like, bed to say it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. So Katie's like, um, well, look, I say one thing, the one, like I say one thing to criticize him and he loses his mind. And, she, and Schwartz is like, yeah, but like. Listen, you just don't you don't have to like you don't have to butt in. Like, I don't need your back on this one. It's okay, I don't need it. She's like, Well, you didn't have my back. Yeah. And she's like, We're in a different kind of relationship, Tom. And he goes, How so? How so, Baba? She goes, What do you mean, how so? We're married. And he's like, So is just a piece of paper. And it goes, wow. Boom. And it's like, that's wow. it's bullshit. This whole thing is bullshit. Which yeah, yeah, it is. Have to I mean, have to be with Katie on that one. I am on Katie's side with that. Like, you cannot, that's like not cool to minimize the relationship or, or just to reduce it down to that piece of paper, which, by the way, a piece of paper that you lost twice. 
Yeah, and a piece of paper that means, like, you own half of each other forever, you dum-dums. So, also, look, I'm never on Katie's side. I'm not a huge Katie fan. I think Katie's an asshole. But I do believe that Katie deserves someone to, like, love her right. And it's never been this fucking guy, you know? It's never fucking been this guy. And it's never going to be that guy. Like, he's not going to suddenly turn into a good, you know, partner. I agree. I feel like um, he needs to grow up. He really, really does because, um, you know, whether or not like you, we, we could talk forever about, you know, Katie's role in this bar, which is actually, I think, a pretty fascinating storyline. Oddly enough, I do think it's fascinating because I think it's a very real world thing. But like outside of that, he doesn't really ever have her back ever. And he is like he does treat her like shit all the time. And maybe we think Katie's an asshole because she's stuck in this miserable relationship. Well, I mean, Katie's an asshole because Katie's an asshole, but I believe that even assholes deserve, you know, somebody to love them and understand their assholishness and stand behind yeah. them. You know, I'm still not on her side, but I think she assholes deserves better Assholes need love, for sure. too. That's, that's why right. there's anal sex. You so, know, Katie... I was going to say that's why there's, like, wet wet naps, <laughs> but okay. That's why there's aloe vera in wet naps. No, 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 Just thought I'd do a loop of that just to switch away. No, no, no. Uh, I want you. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's that, like, actually on. that part is where it goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's where it becomes crow-like. Yeah. Um, Just so for he's like, you know, I've. Uh, she goes, but you're at the end of the day, you got nothing for nothing. If you say that this is my wife and I want her involved, then that should be it. I should be involved. And he's like, but that's how I felt before until that very moment last night. Because at this point, like, I just feel like it's counterproductive, Baba. You know, it's like, honey, come on. We're going to do something together one day. You know, we've always talked about opening a sandwich shop or, you know, like a rocket business or, you know, mom, mm, <laughs> You know all those ideas that we Jibani had. Like, yogurt. Yeah, like, I hear you can. I hear you can get into Jabani yogurt and become like an Instagram star. Maybe it something like that. Slides out of yogurt. Yeah, that would be cool. You know, something like that. She's like, but when are we going to do that, Tom? He's like, we'll have to do this first. You know, and I think you'd agree that it's just best that we didn't work together, you, me, and Tom anymore. You're fired. Okay, enjoy your <laughs> avocado smash. She's like, it's your loss. It's your loss. It's time for a commercial. It's time for a Crappens commercial. So James, now now we see uh, we we move to somewhere else in Los Angeles, and this like BMW sports car rolls up, and James steps out of it, and I'm like, what is happening? Why are you why are you driving this car, but still in your shitty one bedroom apartment with a parquet flooring? What is happening? Hmm, I didn't even notice the car. It was like a very nice BMW sports car, probably rented. And listen, I'm not about to, you know, count other people's money, but it just felt like uh, it just felt like maybe the money is being put in the wrong place. Like maybe I don't know. I just didn't. I'm like, make better decisions, James. Make better decisions. <laughs> so like James- here it is. Here's your here. You have a girlfriend who is going on this journey to, to like raise $30,000 to like go under the knife again for Paul Nassif. And you're just driving around in this fancy ass car. I don't know. I just wonder, I, 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 I question things. Yeah. Well, he probably got hooked up with the LVP car person that everybody, LV, everybody in Beverly Hills or on Beverly Hills, the show hooks up with like Dorit, you know, like, Uh, when she got her new car like everybody gets these discounts on cars from some dude over there 
Well, so it's not Peggy goes, Suleiman's husband because the car is one single shade of black as opposed to <laughs> black and white. So he goes over to Peter's house. He's like, Peter, I've known Peter since I was a child. He, he was friends with my dad. He even lived with my dad back in the day. They were releasing albums together. And let's be honest, getting wasted. But he's been sober 20 years now. So he goes in and Peter's like, you're engaged. I've known you since you were a year old. I, rem- I lived with your dad, remember that? Has he told you horror stories yet? It's like, <laughs> no, but I do know my mom. So <laughs> that's just one that keeps repeating itself over and over again, Peter. Yeah, there's a big like uh, British accent off happening between the two of them. He's like, "Hello, Peter. Hello, James. So, um, you know, I haven't had a drop of alcohol in two years now. Oh, good for you, James. Okay, Peter. But I'm having trouble. I'm struggling. I'm struggling, getting frustrated doing little things like drinking games, Peter. And Peter's like, "Well, rage is the best friend and addic- with addiction, James." Yeah, ain't that the truth? And he's like, when we stop things, it comes out in other areas. And James was like, well, I still smoke weed, and that's why I don't go to AA, because, you know, I still like to smoke the weed a bit. And Peter says that he did sobriety without AA ten times, but he always relapsed. And it's not like everybody tells you where it's like, oh, my God, I can't live without a drink. It's just, it's calmer than that. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm sober. This is no big deal. I could just have a drink. And then before you know it, you're fucked. Basically, Countess Luann and uh, Leah (laughs) two seasons ago on New York. So basically, it's actually a very nice scene. And where Peter basically is like saying, you know, you're you smoking the weed is just like muting the issues that you're having. And they're like still like screaming out, you know, to be heard and everything. And and James is crying and, and he resolves that he's going to basically go fully sober uh, no smoking, no smoking up. Um, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna like do that in like two weeks or something like that. And Peter's like, yeah, sobriety is like the best weed ever. Yeah, he's basically telling him, you know, you don't have to do it forever, but try it for two weeks and see, and it'll be okay. And James just starts sobbing, and he's like, but I just like, he says something like, I've never thought I'd quit smoking. You know, I've been smoking since forever, and. I'm not even saying this like as a joke. I've done this before where I'm so addicted that I'm just sobbing like before I even start. When I quit smoking, I was like that both times. I was like, I can't even vaping at the same time. It's not the same thing, you know? It's like, oh, but I miss you. Come back to me. I've cried harder over like quitting bread and cigarettes than I have ever cried over any man. So I get it. And James is so cute, you know, like this is one of those scenes that this is what James does to you. He acts like a fucking asshole. And then he has a scene like this where you're like, oh, come here, little guy. I know. Well, that I mean, James is always fascinating because he has these incredibly vulnerable moments where you do sort of see this like childhood anger or this anguish that has existed from his childhood. This like torture he's been through where his classmates broke his he was bullied so bad that his that his classmates broke his arm and you just like God and and you see like his mom and his dad and your heart just breaks for him. And then the manifestation of it, unfortunately is him just being a, such a cruel, nasty person. Sometimes we're like, fuck this guy because you can go through that torture and you don't have to be an asshole, but you go back and forth, which is what makes him ultimately a very fascinating person. Okay. Well, so then we go over to Lala's and she's watching the baby crawl on the floor and she's like, oh my God, you hate putting on clothes just as much as your mommy does. <laughs> and then we see clips of Lala topless. And then um, Katie comes in. She's like, hi, oh, 
They both just had babies, but they're here to work on their core. It's like, this is a different scene, stupid. Come in. Come in, Batch. Betsy, Betsy just shows up. Are you guys ready to pop off? I've learned what that means. <laughs> so uh, the baby's so we have crying. Like a, baby's oh. crying. We have like an alternating scene situation where Katie is with Lala, and then Tom and Ariana and Schwartz are together. So they're going to like talk back and forth. Yeah, so the baby's crying, and Lala calls the baby dramatic, and Katie's like, yeah, she's like Tom Sandoval when you try and criticize him. once. I mean, yeah, but here you are, still crying that you got criticized once. So, you know, I don't know. The ball's in both yeah. of your courts, and neither one of you were hitting the ball, okay? And I don't understand Lala. ball metaphors, so I'm going to move on from that. <laughs> Just think about Randall playing pickleball, and that's all you need to know. But Lala, yes, fragile is ego out of all of them. So Lala's like... So were you kind of annoyed that Schwartzy still went today? Like, do you still do you think he's going to defend you tonight? Because in the other scene, it's they're preparing for night number two of cocktail tasting. And Katie's like, "Mm, probably not. He probably won't defend me. Yeah. And um, Schwartz is like, yeah, guys, Katie's not coming. You know, I thought she was just having a hard night last night, but she's been really upset, man. Which, of course, he leaves out the part where he woke up and told her she couldn't work with him. Yeah, I know. And also, like, way to really, like, understand your partner and what she needs, right? So Lala says, you know, you go really hard for Schwartzy, and I don't feel like he goes hard for you. And, like, if Rand were doing what Schwartzy was doing, I would, like, have to, like, come – have, like, a come-to-Jesus moment with him. Oh, really? So are you just going to direct Rand's next movie, Lala? I'd love to see how that works out. When Lala just walks on the set and says, I don't like the title, I don't like the script, and I don't like the actors. Change everything. That wouldn't work. (laughs) So um, Lala's like, yeah, there are repercussions when you fuck up. You don't get to come sleep in my bed next to all of this. What the fuck are you, crazy? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and so then Schwartz says, uh, he's like, well... Maybe this stems from me and Katie saying we want to open up a sandwich spot ourselves, and maybe she's subconsciously resentful. It's like, yes, she's yes, that is exactly resentful. what it is. <laughs> she's it's not, like, there's nothing subconscious about it. Yes, you made like a promise. Like she felt left out with Tom Tom, and then you made a promise to her, and then you like ditched her again. Like that's just like, yes. Um, so then Ariana's like, yeah, but like, if I was Katie, I mean, if I was Katie, well, hell, if I was just me and Tom and me agreed to do something together and then he turned around and did something with Schwartz, I'd be pissed. And so then back with Katie, she's saying, well, I am done. I'm not going to their tasting tonight because I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, Sandoval, it's your bar. I don't need to be a part of it. So then Sheena and Brock show up at the tasting and Brock. Hello, it's your favorite people. Hello. I got a boot and a shoe. One on each different foot, can you tell? And then um, Raquel shows up and she's alone because James is at home playing Oculus and we just see him sort of like twirling around and falling on the floor. Um, And then Brock starts talking about shooing a beer and he actually shows it to us, which is he takes off his, his, what seems to be a nice shoe and pours beer into it and then drinks from the beer and then puts the shoe back on his foot. That is disgusting and, you know, not surprised. So then um, Schwartz has made a cocktail that's not for the faint of heart, guys. And Sandoval's like, it's called the nicotine. Tom, (laughs) stop coming up with gross drinks. Like, are you trying to gross people out at all times? Have you ever seen the commercial where they put a cigarette in a glass of water and you see what comes out of it? Stop calling it that, (laughs) like the Barbasol. 
right? The barbers on the mic. Yeah, like how about the ice cream? Like, where's that? Yeah. So Lala is like, I can already picture it tonight. Tom being like, oh, it took me six months to develop this cocktail. And then it comes to Tom being like, guys, it took me six months to develop this cocktail. It's turmeric, Thai tea, chocolate bitters, um, crushed razor blades, rum, a rum infusion, and gasoline. <laughs> yeah. And actual capris that I've crumbled up into this drink. Please don't die of cyanide poisoning. It's possible. This is what I've done. I've taken some capri pants and sewed them together into the shape of a bowl and put a caprese salad in the capri pants and poured capri sun on top of it. So Lala continues. She's like, yeah, I have this like lavender fruit that was imported from Thailand and I put some brown sugar that was melted with some butter, which I like because she's getting the Thailand part. She's getting mm-hmm. a lot of it, right? And she's he's really like, good and at then it. you like barrel aged paper, you know, all with Tom's <laughs> good love and port. Uh, whatever bourbon yeah. or Portland Portland bourbon and uh, you take a barrel and you put the barrel inside a barrel a larger barrel and then you barrel age the small barrel okay it's that good yeah this is called the dead hooker you basically like get a vat of vodka in a barrel and then you put a dead hooker in it it's like whoa 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 <laughs> can we go back to the the Thai tea let's go back to the I'm fine with turmeric now okay Bring this is back. called the mother's milk, okay? You find an older <laughs> lady from the Mad Max film, and you actually have her breastfeed into this just like the movie itself. <laughs> um, so then she goes, yeah, you like it? And it goes back to him going, yeah, you like it? <laughs> <sighs> so then she knows, like, okay, guys, so... Yesterday at Pilates, we stayed after class to chat, and I, like, literally felt like I just sat there in silence while the two of them were, like, Sandoval this and Sandoval that, and, like, Lala would mimic Sandoval and be like, Sandoval was trying to tell me how be- how bad to be better in life, and Katie was like, if you're gonna tell somebody to be better in life, you better pass the fucking test of your own. Yeah, and I was like, but, like, how do I get my crop tops back? And Katie was like, you better pass your own test, and then I was like, oh my god, but, like, why does someone post me wearing a maternity dress when they know Instagram is mean? You know what I'm saying, you guys? Uh, yeah, but that's what they do. They talk shit. It's been years of that. Years, like, walking one foot in front of the other, but never going anywhere because you're on a hamster wheel, dude! <laughs> no, that's not what they do. That's a sweeping generalization dude katie hold on katie i said sweeping generalization was that the right thing i was supposed to say okay thanks yeah that does sound like a katie phrase um and he's like that's what they do in life come on man and he tells us katie and lala like to indulge in talking shit yes but if it bothered sheena then why not just say it in the moment instead of waiting with until you're with your friends to be like katie and lala said blah 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 he goes, yeah, like, don't wait a week and meet up with your other friends and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe how much shit Lala and Katie were talking about with Sandoval. No, that's weak. And I know it's weak because that's what I do most of the time. It's like, and Sandoval's like, well, if you get in a disagreement and you're like, I like blue, but then they say they like red, then they're like, no, no, I like red, bro, red, bro. <laughs> Red bro, red bro. Oh my god, we totally have to have a drink called the Red Bro. So, so then now LVP comes into Sir, followed by Ken and her other little lap dog, 
Little Fuzzy Dot, whatever it's called. <laughs> so she's like, look at, look at, sir. It's so much more eclectic now. I'm not going down with this ship. Make no mistake about it. If this ship starts going down, somehow a fire will start and I'll be insured for life. Yeah, she is like, she's opened up more of the garden. They've, or they've sort of like just basically taken over the parking lot or something. And she's like, look, it's so much more vibrant, so much more eclectic. We have pinks and purples and oranges. And they're just like some umbrellas. It's like, this is just the tip. This is just sir. <laughs> yeah. Pinks and purples at sir. I've never, I never. Uh, so Charlie comes over and she's like, um, I've got some rosé for you. Better be Vanderpump rosé. She's like, it is. Well, I mean, look, it's really good right now because I'm vaccinated, so I don't, like, have to wear a mask, and I live right up the street, so I can just get right down here. She's like, Ken, give her five dollars. Good luck to you, whoever you are. <laughs> I work here. <laughs> well, good for you. Congratulations. Now move along. Move <laughs> along, talking to Here's my autograph. Go ahead. Go on. <laughs> She was great. Talked a lot, but great. So then Raquel's in the back alley, and um, uh, James comes up to bring her some flowers. And she's like, my fiancé, what are you doing here? And he's just like, I just came by to say hello. Yeah. And uh, she tells him that Ken and Lisa are inside. So he goes in, and uh, we, we, see, we, we see Ken and Lisa back at their table, just like, just having idle conversation. Lisa going, oh, I like the purple and green I put over there. I like it. He goes, yeah, it's beautiful. Very beautiful. We haven't <laughs> oh, talked about it five times today, but still beautiful. Those are outdoor fabrics. Have I mentioned that? God damn it. How am I still alive? Just fucking kill me already. <laughs> Someone please serve me one of Tom Sandoval's bleach drinks. Please just end it. So James comes out and he's like, hello, shall I sit for a second? Good. Look what I did. I picked up flowers and dropped them off for Raquel. Isn't that sweet of me? Listen, I've been doing a lot of reflecting and working on my issues because I talked to Peter, who's family friend. We decided I'm not doing any drugs anymore. I'm going completely sober. Completely sober. You heard it. Oh, I love bread. I was like, okay. So when does that start exactly? Because you're geeked out of your goddamn mind, sir. <laughs> I know. He's like, mind, uh, mind if I sit down? I'll kind of just sit down right now. He just like joins them right there. So Lisa's like, so, so you're working on your anger issues? Like with Max, how you were so mad at Max? Oh, yes, that is the party I'm going to tomorrow. No. Uh. Don't you remember when you called Max a fat fuck and then expected him to be friends with you? And then we get the clips of, you're fat, nobody likes you. I'm like, oh yeah, James still sucks. Um, so he talks about how Peter's going to help him and he's going to help him get sober. And Ken's like, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. All right. Thanks a lot. Helpful. Listen, I've been sitting here listening about outdoor fabrics for five hours straight. I have to make a joke once in a while. <laughs> So he's like, yes, well, I'm going to quit weed. And it's like, well, how often do you smoke that? Every day, Lisa. Every day? Well, what time does that start? Well, you know, it's a wake and bake situation, but whatever. Only on Christmases and birthday! No, that's when you wake up and you smoke the weed. Oh, right, 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 right. Got it, darling. All right, well, <laughs> and then Ken, helpful as ever, goes, why don't you, you don't have to quit, all right? Why don't you just cut down, you know? Maybe not smoke every day. Maybe smoke, <laughs> you know, every other day, all right? Yeah, you know, the key is... That with this addiction, you want to knock it spark out! Knock that addiction spark out! Okay. So, um, yeah, he seems pretty geeked out to me. But he's like, well, I'm quitting. I'm quitting completely, completely, literally. Just me. Trust me. If you'd have told me I was going to Peter's house and he was going to talk me into being sober, I wouldn't believe it. But he said, James, it's better than being high. And that's how I, I felt with alcohol, you know. Ah, all right, bye, bye, bye. 
Jeez, Chasing get him out of here. Hose him down. I know. So now we go to Tom and Ariana's house for like the 10th thing that they've hosted this episode. And um, uh, it's time for Brock's birthday pool party. So we just see a scene of like Ariana inflating things and trying to figure out a, a pinata. And then Brock shows up. He's got a big old mohawk. And Charlie has a not very bad maxi like silver uh, or mirrored like cap. And she's like, I'm going to be the fun police. I'm like, oh, yes. We all remember in Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome when, of course, there was Tina Turner and there was the Lost Children and Mad Max and, of course, the fun police. (laughs) The fun police of Bartertown. Yeah, I think the only ones that really did it well were Katie and um, Lala. Am I right? Maybe I'm remembering Katie, this wrong. Katie looked like she was dressed like a genie. I, Katie did not look like she was Mad Max. Oh, above. she didn't? I, well, she, she was, was wearing like, those goggle like, things on her head that looked kind of Mad Maxy. <laughs> oh, I didn't see her goggle things. I thought she had sort of a strange look going on. I actually thought, I mean, I thought Brock was pretty good and Sheena was pretty good. Uh, but there were definitely some weird ones. Like Lala showed up in like Stars and Stripes. I was like, do what? Do people know what the apocalypse is? <laughs> do people know Matt? They just like do a Google image search on Mad Max, or are they just literally just calling up Max Todd and saying like, when you get mad, what do you look like? <laughs> just let's everybody dress like we've just been fired from Sir for getting Max mad. <laughs> Uh, so James goes up to Katie and he's like, so Katie, where's Schwartz? Are you good with Schwartz? Because that was fucked up. You know, no one said anything to stand up for you. And Sandoval was like, she's like, oh my God, James, thanks so much for rallying around me. Like, thanks for the rallying for me or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if it's because James is sober now or if it's just that, like, we're not attacking each other every two seconds. But like, it's great to rebuild a friendship. Hmm. Yeah, sorry, I was sipping. I was sipping. So I don't think they ever really had a friendship. It's like they're just building a friendship. Just they're just hard. building yeah. something, an alliance more. So now it's party time. Um, sad twerking by the pool. Um, Max is there with a girl named Mia, who he seems to be romantically engaged with. Not not engaged too, uh, and just like partying, fun times. And then Katie's talking to Lala, and Katie's like, "So I talked to Tom this morning." <sighs> And Tom brought up that Sheena was like, oh, yeah, Katie and Lala were talking shit. And I felt and felt so, like so uncomfortable. And Lala's like, if I felt like I was wanting to go back and tattletale, I would have said, this makes me feel uncomfortable. Shut up about him when I'm around. And Katie says, yeah, is she uncomfortable because of us? Or is she uncomfortable because she didn't say anything? So then Brock's boys come over. And they're pretty much what you'd expect. They're like, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a lot of terrible tattoos. Uh, yeah. Like a terrible tattoo party. <laughs> yeah. Um, a bunch of big kind of rugby guys come over. And so the girls are like taking selfies. And then Charlie's like, oh, my God, will you FaceTime me that picture? Because I'm going to like FaceTune it. And Sheena's like, oh, my God, I send my pictures to my Aunt Dee and she sends it back. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's me. My face is perfect. And you've turned my wedding dress into a crop top. Oh, wait, that was my wedding dress. Love you, Aunt Dee. <laughs> So, um, so then Charlie, Charlie goes off to take a shot. She's like, I'm going to be a take a shot and be the drunk bitch. I am. I love you guys. They're like, who was that? So know, Katie, Katie goes, goes, Katie goes, catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie's like, so Sheena, the other night, did you tell everyone here that you felt uncomfortable in our conversation? 
And Gina's like, um, well, when you were talking about Sandoval, I did feel uncomfortable because I had nothing to contribute to it. But like, he is like my literal closest best friend. And I was like, yeah, but if you have nothing to contribute, then just say stop. Like, I would much rather someone tell me shut the fuck up. Dude, people have been telling you to shut the fuck up all season and you leave crying about it every single time. Be quiet over there. And Katie's like, yeah, here's the problem. To me, that reads as something else. She was like, oh my god, reads? I'm not. Is this a book club? Please tell me this isn't a book club! It's like, no, (laughs) Sheena. I mean, like, it seems like it's becoming one of those situations where you don't want to look like a bad guy, so you're like, oh my god, they're bad guys, not me, because they were talking about you, not me. Yeah, but you were talking about him and not her. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe she's like, I'm not in the mood to get into a fight right now, so I'm just gonna let them be wild and say what they're gonna say, and I'll just like report back. And they should know better not to gossip in front of me. So Sheena is like, well, it was like the first time the three of us are like now hanging out because like we never met each other before, and I'm like, what is this? And you guys are like talking shit about people, and I'm like, literally the closest in my life, and then I feel awkward. Yeah, but, like, if I feel safe enough about talking shit to you, then, you know, then you go and tell people, that impacts me. Okay? It so Sheena me. broke, Sheena violated the safe space of the post-Pilates class. And so... <laughs> Which, I mean, look, I guess she's right, right? Like, Sheena did, Sheena shouldn't just take stuff and go tell everybody. But at the same time, Sheena's right, because she knows what they're doing. It's like, she's, they're, they're being nice to her, and now she's supposed to hate everybody that they hate. And then if she didn't go tell them, they would be like, oh my god, you were sitting there talking shit about us with those girls. You're not even a good friend, Sheena. But also, um, A, Sheena's done this for 10 years, and now they're surprised that she's done it. And B, Katie is the person who does this the most, also. Like, how many times has Katie gone to Lala and be like, oh my god. So you know what Sheena was saying last night? This is what she said. I mean, so like, that's literally yeah. actually how this entire thing happened. So <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's all Katie does. Yeah, true. So she's like, yeah, if you want to be my friend, then don't like throw me under the bus. She's like, I'm sorry. And then they hug. And Katie's like, okay, I guess we're hugging then. <laughs> so then, so then- um, Max and James are bumping fists over there. And James is like, I miss you, bro. I miss you. How do I look in a speedo? And he's like, like a goddamn idiot. What does she look like? You're funny. And, uh, <laughs> funny. Funny and wonderful, Max. Love to see it. And then uh, elsewhere in the party, Sheena is introducing Charlie to this guy, Luke, or whatever. And Charlie's just, like, gabbing. And she's like, oh, yeah, I probably met you in San Diego. Hey, who's this guy? Because this other guy is, like, walking by. And she goes, oh, who's this guy? And she just, like, points to this guy. And then he, like, stands up and then just puts his hands, like, right on her waist. Like, oh, hey. And she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. She's like, that's a little aggressive. He's like, I'm European. And she's like, um, dropped your pocket. Whoops, made you look. Loser. Fucking loser. And so she tells us, one, who are you? Two, don't ever, ever, not just me, but any girl, grab, touch. Just back the fuck up. Just back the fuck up. You better back the fuck up, otherwise I'm going to do the whole, you dropped something, no, you didn't, made you look, and no one wants to look when they weren't supposed to look, okay? <laughs> She's like, I'm not saying Sheena has to go, like, WWE wrestling on the guy, but, like, don't just stand there and laugh and text. Like, you need to check in with me and be there for your friend. Yeah. Um, also, Charlie's boyfriend could do that, too. So, um... So, uh, so then Lala, like, goes up to Schwartz and is like, um... I'm kind of angry at you, Schwartz. And he's like, 
why? And so she's like basically asking him why he didn't defend Katie when Sandoval was was uh, like going in on her. Yeah, but I mean, at the time, I just thought Katie was looking for a reaction. She's like, well, Sandoval feels like he can do whatever he wants. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Not you too, no. And she's like, just because you say it doesn't make it true, Tom. I'm watching it. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Just like how you say it, just because you say it, that doesn't make it true either. She's like, oh, my God. Hamster wheel. Literal hamster wheel. (laughs) Literal hamster wheel. I love that, like, Lala is the one complaining that Sandoval thinks that he can do whatever he wants when she, that's literally always been her whole thing, like, ever since she first got here. And that's how she sort of, like, stomps around the show. So Schwartz is like, I know I'm supposed to have my wife's back, but is it wrong to be objective with someone you love? Uh, Or in the case of Katie, someone you share a bed with? So Lala's like, uh, she's like, well, you know what? When Rand, when Rand doesn't have my back, he sleeps in another room. And it actually doesn't even happen that often. And he goes, yeah, but then if you're, what about if you're wailing on him and you're wrong? She goes, well, then he talks to me about it behind closed doors, okay? He goes, yeah, but I did. I did do that too. She's like, and he lets me know in the moment that he'll ride or die for me. He's like, okay, then you're right. You're right. Okay. And um, so she's like, oh my God, I don't know why I'm getting so upset right now. Oh my God. And I love, I just, this whole thing about Rand, like Rand is the one who really knows how to respect women. <laughs> how can you not be respectful of women like Rand? Okay. Yeah, a true gentleman, a true mm. gentleman of gentlemen, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, so basically, uh, Schwartz's saying he's basically saying that sandoval and katie are like brother and sister and they're always going to bicker like brothers and sisters and lala's like um i can't understand you oh oh it's because sandoval's dick is in your mouth sorry and then schwartz just looks away and it's the end of the episode it's like a clip they like they ended the trailer with that one they've like teased that clip so many times like it's the funniest thing but i still kind of felt like it was a kind of a eh an eh moment yeah, it would have only been okay if Sandoval's dick is in your mouth if you're, like, getting a car out of it. Otherwise, it's just gross. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't really care. I would really like Katie to not be involved in my restaurant. I can tell you that. If I ever had one, I'd be like, hell no. I do get the whole, you know, it's half her money if he's taking out loans, so she w- would have some say if she wanted one. I get that, but then... He's not putting in the same amount of money, and he wasn't approved for loans. So then that would like kind of mess up the partnership numbers too. And then I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it, and I was like, "You don't really care, so maybe turn on I mean, something else." I think the issue is that Tom Schwartz has failed to create proper boundaries of their in their relationship, right? And he's like, I think he's sort of. I would not be surprised if he has sort of um, alluded to the fact that he wants her input. He wants to be part of it. So she sort of starts to feel like this is going to be something that she can be part of, but ultimately he doesn't want that. And so, you know, like, you know, you know, I understand that if you have like a business partnership and someone's like, Oh, my significant other has this to say about it, that can be actually kind of annoying. Cause it's like, this is like, it's between us. Right. But, um, but like, you know, I feel like Schwartz probably mismanaged expectations and boundaries. And so I blame him. Yeah, I think ultimately it's Schwartz's fault, too. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for being here with another episode of Vanderpump Rules. Go get live tickets over at watchwhatcrappens.com. Join us for Take a Seat on Mondays and get our bonuses on Patreon. We will talk to you next time. Love you guys. 
Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Allison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. Dana C. Dana do. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Ava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sip some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClelland. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Let's give a kiss a Reno to Lisa Lino. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nikki Morgan letters. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Always the wiser, it's Allison Weasler. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Can't have a meal without the Emily Sides. We will, we will, Joanna Rockland, you. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. We're letting the catlet out of the bag. It's Lily Catlet. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Nancy Cease and DeSisto. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking violet Kuchar. We love you guys.